Funny how. What's going on, Chuckleheads? Welcome back to Dingo Talk. I am Carlo Guadagnino. My guest today is going to be Brian Sampson, uh, the head women's basketball coach here at Bethany College in Bethany, West Virginia. Um, just like the other two episodes, we talk about a lot of things ranging from Brian's time before he got to Bethany as a, as a player, then as a coach, and then how he got to Bethany, the process of him being at Bethany, some stories that he has about being at Bethany. Um, and we also talk a little bit about uh, there's big news that came out of Bethany College, and we talk a little bit about we give a plug to Chambers because we love the Chambers. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you're enjoying the videos, please click like and subscribe. And uh, this is Coach Sampson. What's going on, Chuckleheads? As I said in the intro, I am here with Coach Sampson. Coach, thank you for being with me. Glad to be here. Um, we're going to jump right in. We're going to get to know... In the, as we've done in the last two episodes, oh, I almost forgot. See, see, we're still uh, we're still getting new. But here's your turners to you. Get you Thank through. You. Thank you. Um, that's yours. I had to I had to tell Coach Tall last week he had to come back because he forgot his phone here, and I got a, I got a thing of Turner's tea sitting over there, and he goes, "Why did you put why what am I supposed to do that?" I said, "I don't know. Take it home. Drink it. Give it to somebody on your way home." <laughs> like, Sell it. Make some profit. Yeah, I mean, um, before we get into it, I. Because of the developments of last week here in the town of Bethany, I think it's good to let everybody know there is a new owner of the bar yeah. uh, across the street, Bubba, formerly known as Bubba's. Uh, their plan is to try to be open by August. If not, latest date that they're projecting right now is homecoming. So I guess the bar's back. and That's great news. And it's, mean, there's a great is. idea for it. And uh, if you get the chance to be in the Bethany area anytime in the summer, I definitely recommend going over and knocking on the door. Great people. The Tennies is their name. The um, they're great people. So make sure you, if you're in Bethany, stop and check them out. And also go over and see Harry and get yourself a breakfast sandwich. And for those of you that don't know, he's got biscuits <laughs> and gravy now. And he'll make you a cold cut and all the other things I'm not going to go through because I don't have it all memorized because, you know, that, <laughs> Harry's been doing that since Jesus wore short shorts. So, um, but, so, Coach, from Grove City, originally, that's where you grew up, uh, and you ended up at Pitt Bradford for undergrad. Uh, first, so you were going to go to school to be a baseball player. Yeah. That yeah. was the original plan. Yeah, original plan. Yep. Um, and pretty, fairly decent. I was. I mean, I was okay. I got a, had a D two scholarship to play. I mean, yeah. Let's talk about that story. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I had signed a scholarship to go to Edinburgh University up near, uh, of course, Meadville, in between Meadville and Erie. For those that don't know, uh, had a scholarship to play there, and and uh, Coach House, never forget the guy's name. Great, great guy. I was really looking forward to playing for him. Uh, in May, I get a phone call from him. We're preparing. You know, I'm really getting ready to graduate. Um, we're getting ready to, you know, play in the state playoffs and, and et cetera. We had a really good high school team. Uh, he calls me and says, Brian, I got some terrible news. We're dropping baseball. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Title IX, you know, we just, you know, money-wise and things, we just can't. And can't that was in a time where there was a lot of pro state schools were in a, in a big flop. Right. I mean, it was right. uh, budgets were tight, and, and, I mean, they still are. There's, right. There's still small, some smaller schools that are on that fringe as a state school of not – in Pennsylvania, yeah. so yeah, um, so they, so they, you, you're May, you're about what? Let's say two weeks from graduation. A week, Just about yeah, not too far. Um, you're in the playoffs. Yep. 
but now you're you had a home. Yeah. So the coaches that you had, maybe the other coaches that were recruiting you, they've obviously moved on because again, it's very it's late in right. recruiting. Right. Um, talk about how you ended up at Pitt Bradford. Yeah. So uh, long story short, a kid that uh, my brother played uh, baseball, college baseball with it at SRU, Slippery Rock University, uh, was an assistant coach at Marshall at the time, um, and he was at a JUCO tournament out in Kansas. And the Pitt Bradford coach just happened to be there too. And uh, my name got thrown into him and said, hey, he's looking for a home. You know, he wants to play. He's an outfielder pitcher, um, you know, 82, 84 mile an hour fastball, you know, things like that. You know, hit about three, 330 or so in high school. Um, you know, so hey, you might want to. Any look eligibility at left? I mean, I, coach, I, I talked to JT about it. My wing, it just, uh, I, I don't got it in there anymore. DH at three thirty. Then I got to run. Wow. <laughs> I think didn't Babe Ruth have a designated runner? You get somebody. Look at you get the first. If we could work that out, if we could work. Well, that I can't out, help you with that. I'm, 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 I'm not running for anybody. <laughs> I got eligibility left. I'm, I'm good. We can. We'll leave it there. Yeah. But so you end up at, at Pitt Bradford, yeah. and um, things don't go. Right. Necessarily according to plan, but then that's also part of the reason why you're here today. Right. Yeah. So so then I get there and I just battled some injuries. You know, the main one being my shoulder. Had to get uh, shoulder surgery. Had a partially torn rotator cuff, partially torn labrum, uh, and my muscle capsule was pretty much dissolved um, in my arm. So got surgery. Tried to get back. Like I mentioned, I threw low 80s. By the time I tried to get back, I was in the low 70s, uh, and still had pain. So. I just decided, you know what, I, I love the sport, had a great time. My whole life I played it from, from the time that I could walk. I was with a baseball and a bat. I just said, hey, you know, we got to move on. Yeah. And I played high school basketball. Um, I, as you can look and as you see, I was not uh, very tall. I wasn't, didn't fit the, the stature of a player either. I, I project a great mid-range to short like Three-point shooter. I, I, you wouldn't find me inside a three-point line too much. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was mainly a three-point shooter, and, and but what I really liked was I, I loved the game. I loved the just the uh, student aspect of the game, and, and uh, you know, so at that time when I got injured, my baseball coach goes, "Listen, you know, what do you want to do? How can I help you? You know, which which is you know a mentor is a great great. I had a great mentor in him, helped me with that, and, and he's like, "You want to coach anything? You want to help us?" and and at that time, I said, you know, I want to get into coaching. I don't care what it is. I just want to kind of get, you know, get into coaching. Our women's basketball coach, you know, s- small budgets at, at, at Pitt Bradford, anywhere, uh, small budgets, you know, couldn't pay an assistant coach barely anything. And, and I'm a student. I say, what the heck, I'll do it. I'll be the assistant. And here we are 15 years later. Well, I'm still coaching. Well, you, you act like it was a cup of tea in there. <laughs> and there's some other coaching <laughs> things that go on. So some of the stories that we're gonna we're just gonna touch on real quick of what we were talking about before we were we, we started recording. Um, at one point, you go through four head coaches. Yeah, three. I worked for three. Head I worked coaches. for three head coaches during my time. At some points in there, you're the interim head coach as a sophomore, yes. walking into class with some of your athletes going. Hey, make sure you're in practice, but uh, right. did you do the homework last night? Because right. I don't want to hear about it. Yes, definitely definitely had those moments. So um, how did that prepare you as a coach? I mean, you're because you're some of those guys are probably seniors that now they're <laughs> they gotta listen to you and right. you're you're the uh, new guy on the on the team. Right. You know, it all starts it all starts with anything in coaching, relationships, you know, and had great relationships, more more as a friend with them at that time. But 
had to find that line that you, you have to find as a coach that that you know you need to know, they need to know that you care but they also need to know that there's a line that that, that can't we be can't, crossed and yeah. you know we we got to have that fine line and well now did, was that a problem so you, again you're you're a regular college student i mean right. athletics for you is is now the administrative side and the the X's and O's side, not so much the physical being the athlete. Right. Um, so not much of the typical college experience that I'm guessing. You didn't get the chance to – the guys different. that you hung out with. It was different. Okay. It was different, yeah. I mean, you would find yourself, um, you know, having to leave maybe a, maybe a get-together with some friends at the baseball house uh, because seven of your players, players end up showing in. up. You know, and you still had to try to, create again, create that fine line um, you know, I still still enjoyed my time very much so as a yeah, college student. Yeah. Um, but but it was mainly with my baseball guys and and uh, you know, still had a relationship with the players off the floor, but it was just a little different, you know, and it was a different approach. So you graduate from Pitt Bradford in 08, uh, with a bachelor's in sports management. Yeah, sport sport management, yep. Uh, and then you take a year. So coaching goes away for a year, but it doesn't. It's like a yeah. yeah so I graduated in '08, and you know, got to go out in the real world now. Um, and I got a job at a, at a sports facility in, in Cincinnati. I uh, was the basketball uh, facility manager and basketball director. Um, so I ran the place for about a year and a half. And about a year in, I'm like, hey, I love this. I'm a, I'm around it all the time. I'm, I'm running leagues and we're doing tournaments, big events. You know, uh, you had Randy Moss. At that time, Sidney Moss was coming in and playing AAU, uh, which kind of ends up being a, a funny story, you know. Later on. The road. <laughs> um, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. is in the facility. We got, you know, my, the owner was a former Cincinnati Bengal. Okay. So we had, he had a lot of clients that were, he was a, he's an agent. Um, actually was, I believe he's maybe still is Ramon Foster's agent. Um, you know, and so, Ramon now doing the, the other right. side. And now he's a broadcaster. Right. The podcast is amazing. Right. Um, now I gotta ask you a question. I've asked everybody because you know when we when we have this a, as a Pittsburgh person, there's this little Ohio, Pennsylvania. Uh, there's there's not very much love lost there, specifically Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And you know if you're a Penn State fan, Columbus is the yeah not as bad as being a Michigan fan, but <laughs> you know Penn right. State fans have have ate enough of crow from Ohio State right. in the past. Right. Um, why is Cincinnati never talked about? Like when we talk about Cleveland against the world, it's the Indians, the Cavs, and the uh, Browns, and then Columbus. It's the Blue Jackets if they're in the playoffs. We don't talk about them until they get to the playoffs. And Ohio State and basketball, depending on the year. But and then nobody talks about the Bungles or the Reds, except for my producer DB. D.B. Browning, who's from Texas but likes the Reds. So, I mean, I think, is that the fan base? They're just displaced people? I don't know what it is, but you're right. You you know, when you sit back and you think about that for a second, it's like, yeah, you don't ever hear about – nobody really complains a lot or roots a lot here for the Bengals. My aunt's actually a Reds fan, but she lives out in Dayton area. So it's not – but, but even then, but she she grew up – but she grew up – but she did – they did live in Finley for a while. Okay. but being a gross, she was from Gross City too. It's like, weren't you become a Reds fan? But also, yeah, you just never, you never know, even hear down me. there. Like I tell you, what it was probably one of the easier environments to go into wearing my at the time I had a Troy Paul Mall jersey. Um, you know, there, it was more Steeler fans. You know, which is usually a lot of places, but 
Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, they call Cleveland the mistake by the lake, but I, maybe it's uh, well, Cincinnati. I'm, I have a, my roommate will tell you that it's because Cincinnati might as well be Kentucky. It's true. Um, they're just, go, go away. Cross the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you might have a river too, but go. Right. You could just be a part. So, uh, I just, it was a, you brought up Cincinnati, and it's the, it, it's been a question that I've posed a couple times. Um, that was a that was a better answer than I normally get. Normally, it's it's the I don't know. I just I don't well, talk about a little them. irrelevant, I guess. You know, they are. <laughs> they they they. Oh, they are. I and mean, there's no argument right. to that. Right. Um, so the year and a half in Cincinnati. Yep. Um, and you're running these tournaments. You get into AAU coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when does it become that this is going to be the job? Uh, about a year in when I was running this facility, uh, I had an opportunity to go up the road to Wilmington, Ohio, which I know some of our soccer, I think our soccer teams have gone down and played them the last couple of years. Uh, I actually knew the coach there. Um, so I, I got back in kind of volunteering. Yeah. And I just said, hey, if I don't have events going on, it's only a 40-minute drive. I'd love to get back in because, I mean, I missed it. I missed the the recruiting, the day-to-day interactions. So he's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I got back in there and then uh, I was volunteering my time there. And and um, and then, you know, at, at Pitt Bradford, there was a coaching change in the middle of the season. Um, and the AD called me and said, hey, we want you to come back and be the interim women's coach. You know, and cause some of those kids that were on that team, I'd helped recruit, obviously, as an assistant coach. And, um, you know, and, and, and I was like, this is a no-brainer because this is what I want to do, and here could be my foot in the door to stay in the business. And uh, when I went back, I went back in December and uh, took over the team the rest of the year, and, and you know, we made a run, made the MCC finals, and uh, you know, had a shot go in and out with a minute three to go. I'll never forget. Uh, that probably would have put us over the edge. But uh, And from that moment, I just had never looked back. Now, is that team, are there specific players that you'll always, they'll always be remembered? Oh, yeah. And yeah, there, there's a lot of players on that team that, that uh, you know, obviously those were some kids that, that I kind of went to school with, you know, so we were in a whole different, it was a whole different thing now after I graduated and came back. But, uh, yeah, there's some of those kids that I, I still speak with and uh, have a good relationship with. And, and uh, you know, one, one, one girl in particular, Katie Moore, has been a great friend you know, we went to school together, and uh, you know that she she was a she's a kid that I always remember coaching at Pitt Bradford. Uh, she wasn't on that team, but uh, it's just one of those. But just one of those kids. That, yeah, we've had a great great relationship, and still do. And uh, some other players on that team. You know, uh, as the years have gone on, you know, you fall out of place a little mm-hmm. bit. But but it's kind of like when you meet back up, maybe for somebody's it's, wedding. It's like hey, it's all. It's you like know, it picks right back, right, right, right where it pick was. Right, picks right back up. So while you're the interim women's coach does that also lead into the softball <laughs> you tried to pass it off when we talked off camera it's just yeah I, I coach softball but we won a conference championship <laughs> went up to la roche won the won the conference tournament went to the ncaa tournament oh but i was just there for i, I helped out i was the first base coach i worked with the outfielder i mean did i did i miss anything yeah you got it you got it <laughs> it was that easy it was that easy no my, my friend Tina Phillips uh, was the head coach, and, and when I went back as the interim coach, Tina opened her house up to me to let me live there because obviously I moved in a, in a short period of time. So uh, Tina opened her house up to me, and, and when I was coaching during the season, I, you know, I had actually helped out a little bit when I was a student as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was kind of a no-brainer when I came back, and Tina and I always kept in touch. We, you know, she ended up you know, 
uh, being being in our wedding, my wife and I's wedding, because uh, we're really good, good friends of ours, and um, you know, she she ended up uh, you know needing somebody to help out, and I said, let's do it. Let, let's what the heck, let's do it. And uh, yeah, we we end up going and winning a conference championship. You know, I coached first base and I handled the outfield, and I loved it because baseball was my first love. You know, so different sport, same kind of aspects in, in a sense to the game, but. Uh, so it was really nice. It was a great change up to be outside and, um, you know, do something else that I love to do. Now, is that a time frame, that time period when softball is going on, like, let's say now? That's big. You're, you're already, you're, you're, you're hammering down who's going to be in that upcoming class. Right. Um, right. Because as we talked about, and we will talk about in the second segment of this, uh, the focus now, and when we talk about what's going on currently, yeah. Corona-wise, your focus now is the 2021 season right. or 2021 class. Right. Um, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. So <laughs> we're still we're gonna, back in the early 2000s. We got a conference championship <laughs> in softball. Um, a couple couple runs in in basketball. Yeah. Um, at what point? Now, what else? What else? transpires because oh, I mean Pitt Bradford right. seems to have yeah I mean I was the interim men's coach after I was the interim women's coach um, and then I, I left there and um, you know went to Montclair State and uh, obviously that's where I you know had a lot of success as an assistant coach was got I worked for a great lady Karen Harvey uh, I mean just one of the best coaches and I'm biased but but she is one of the best coaches in the country all divisions and I was very fortunate to learn a lot from her um, had a great uh, stint there, 107 and 14 we were in four years, and uh, three NCAA appearances, Final Four appearance, where we ended up running, almost running into uh, yeah, City, I, City yeah, Moss. There's, there's, uh, so. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was actually probably still in my tenure here. when Was this her freshman year, her sophomore? This was, oh, geez, what year was that? 15, 14? 15. 15 or 14. 15 like, would have been her freshman year. She was that a, was the year they lost early in the season and then didn't lose again. But I don't yes. think she plays in the finals that year. She, didn't she get she, hurt? She tears her ACL, I think, the next year. Oh, it's the sophomore year that she gets. They get into the tournament and she gets. Yeah, yeah. She they, she got back in the tournament. I remember because they won the national tournament, I think. And then that next year, her next year there, she tore her ACL in the Sweet 16 game and they lost. Going. I think they end up losing in the Elite 8 game. I think they got they survived the 16, but the eight game, they end up getting knocked out. I think it was by Whitman. No, if I got that right, that'd be good. As a as an alumni of Bethany and watching all the Thomas More things, and obviously some of the stuff that we now know about some of their programs and how things worked there, um, what went into them leaving the conference? Was that them deciding they wanted to leave? Was it a mutual like the? They are kind of. For the rest of the conference, I mean, even Case still makes more sense than going to Thomas More. I mean, it was what eight? That's an eight-hour, eight and a half hour drive, bus drive, far trip. Um, Where I think Case is three hours, two hours. hours. Cleveland up to Cleveland. Um, So was that like a mutual parting of the ways? Was it Thomas More wanted to go and try to? Being a different conference, um, we yeah. never really got an answer on. You know, and, and nobody really knows. You know, I, there was you know a lot of talk about you know they wanted to leave the conference. They got asked to leave the conference. I, you know, I don't know the full story, so I don't want to elaborate because I don't know. You know, but but I think it was. I think a lot of it was 
Yeah, the travel just became you know kind of crazy for for everybody. And that's an you know expense. just my own opinion. You know the, the travel, the the you know they have to leave, and I don't know how much class time they were missing. And but to get up uh, here for any of the I mean, right. just you guys and W and J, which are probably their closest right trip right. A to B. Right. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like going to Grove City in some of those January and February days. I couldn't. I mean, because the I eighty corridor isn't very uh, forgiving. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. So, I, yeah, I'm not totally sure exactly what happened. I, you know, it's it's it's. Hey, they 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 left, and I know. I think they're NAI now, and, and you know I think they're having success there. And I have uh, seen some things football-wise. I know that they are they're right. definitely right. So, but I think it makes um, sense for our conference uh, overall, just travel and. Now, is there any plans of expansion in the conference to balance the teams out? You no, know, obviously we're adding Franciscan. Uh, Franciscan starts actually. There, I think they're, they're they'll be starting this fall. Um, you know, they're actually our first conference game this year, so we get to welcome them to the conference. Uh, to the conference by playing them the first game of the year. I don't know from that point on. Um, you know, I'm not sure what this pandemic's going to do with some conferences. I'm not sure it could make it could rearrange a lot of things. Right, right. And, and, and like, like I said, I have no, I have no, I have no, I haven't had not had these conversations. But you know, hey, Case Western's already in the conference for football and some other sports, and so is Carnegie Mellon. What happens is those, you know, like Carnegie Mellon and, and Case, they got to travel to Chicago and New York. I mean, all over the place. And that's a, they're, they're, I mean, their soccer team year in and year out would boost the PACs, the, the uh, possibility for an automatic bid because their schedule is, they're one of the best soccer teams in the country. Their men's basketball team is year in and year out, they're, they're competitive. They're not, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're always great. Right. I think their, uh, their football team has been, Fairly in the last, I mean, their first year they kind of got a, wel- a rude welcoming to the conference, and then since then I think they've been a thorn in a lot of people's sides. Yeah. Um, and then Case, I mean, they're the same way. That first that first year they shocked a lot of people. That second year they struggled in the conference, right. and then since then they've been very competitive. Right. Um, it would be nice to see them both get kind yeah. of brought in as and make it a, an entire cross the board. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. <laughs> and that will lead in. So we talked about Montclair State. Right. Yep. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna take a break and do the. But because I asked you, the, I was asking you those questions to lead into this. Uh, our athlete, the athletic director here at Bethany College, isn't gonna skate by and not get an interview either. <laughs> so I'm gonna put the invitation out on this show of yeah. uh, Steve. Once we get through all the coaches, or maybe in between all of the coaches, somewhere in there, we'd like to get you, Mike, and your wife on and kind of introduce the entire athletic department. Um, and yeah, so there's the invitation. We're going to take a break, uh, rearrange, maybe turn the air conditioner on or <laughs> go outside. I got a fan over there, but it's, it's getting a little warm. So, uh, but we'll be right back. Hello to my little friend.